So on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we Advent, we are going to draw to a close our worship series, Do You Hear What I Hear? Each week, of course, we have been listening to the unique voices of the gospel writers. What is it that they are trying to communicate in their telling of the story of the good news of Jesus Christ? And so this day, we turn to the gospel of John. As we do, we recognize that John is unique even amongst the voices of the gospel writers. We'll hear that in the words that he uses to begin the telling of the good news. I invite you to join me in listening to the Gospel of John, the first chapter, beginning in the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord endures forever. Amen. So already, just upon our hearing, we know that we have a unique voice that is speaking to us this day. One different from Mark or Matthew or Luke, as we have studied over the last few weeks. We have a poet beginning the telling of the good news of Jesus Christ. The image that captured me this week as I read back through these first few verses of the gospel according to John was the image of a cipher. Do y'all know what a cipher is? It's a creative circle. It's a, a grouping of energies around each other, building upon each other. I was introduced to the idea and the practice of a cipher my early love of hip-hop. Particularly, I was introduced to the idea of of rappers in a cypher together. Harkening back to the early 90s and through the mid-90s, you had rappers that would join together and together in a circle create lyrical poems about injustice and about freedom, also about power and what it looks like in the world. So I imagine this week as I was reading just these first few verses of the Gospel of John, Most Deaf and Bone Thugs and Little Kim and Kendrick Lamar, all together in a creative circle, speaking verses into existence, creating. That's not something that you're used to or an image that doesn't resonate with you. Then perhaps you can think of slam poets. They do the same thing standing in a circle, building upon each other with creative energy, verse after verse pouring forth. There's something about a circle or a cipher that is creative in and of itself. 
If rap or poetry isn't your thing, then maybe you can think about a drum circle or a knitting circle. But I was thinking this week about some poets like Saul Williams, Tanya Ingram, Taylor Molly, who would stand and create, allowing the energy that they shared to be the creative process. And it strikes me that we have a cipher here at the beginning of the Gospel of John, just in the first few verses. We have this divine cipher, the voices of the divine speaking to each other, John's voice, one of a poet, this idea of the triune God encircling, creating. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all the people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Can you hear the different voices? Not just one, but the creative power of God speaking the word into existence. This image of an energetic circle of creation is not new to us. John doesn't introduce it to us. The early church fathers and mothers, they had a word for this, perichoresis. It was the circle dance, literally to move around. It was the word that they used to describe the God of all creation, three and yet one. A circle of creative energy revealing light and life. That's what John is describing here. Now in these verses, though, there is a deep truth that needs to be spoken this day. One that is revealed in the poet's words. That all creation was brought into existence by the creative power of love. That all creation was brought into existence by the creative power of love. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning, the person of Jesus Christ, the person of the Christ, was, John tells us, from the very beginning, before time, the Christ existed. And this is different. This is a unique voice for us because that's not how Mark or Luke or Matthew describes it. Mark, we know, starts with John the Baptist, immediately coming in the wilderness, right? Luke, we hear of the divine feminine. Matthew, we hear this genealogy. The farther out the gospel writer gets from the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the more is revealed to them about the Christ. The farther back they see the connective energy of Jesus the Christ. So John... 100 plus years removed from the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus takes us all the way back to before time. And I wonder if you hear the truth of the poet this day. Do you hear what John hears? That there has never been a time when love incarnate did not exist. Even before creation, this energy of Christ, God with us, existed. Even before time, love and light, grace and hope, it, it pre-existed all things. God want, uh, John, excuse me, wants this, I would say God too, wants this to be the foundation of what the listener hears. 
the foundation of the listener's worldview, the lens through which the listener will hear the rest of the story that John tells. As we have learned throughout this series, the starting place of the story is critical. And John wants us to be rooted in a starting place that pre-exists everything. John knows this is important, but he also knows that it will be hard for us to believe it. We'll have a difficult time indeed remembering that love and light, grace and hope, pre-existed creation. Can you imagine the danger of forgetting this truth? Imagine, if you will, a worldview of Christ and ethos that instead of starting from a place of light and life, starts from a place of brokenness and despair. Imagine how destructive it could be to a people or even a religion to be taught that the preemptive creative force in the world is not light and life, but brokenness that tragically flaws all creation. It would be as if that creative force was in the world and the world came into being through that force and yet the world did not know it. He came to what was his own and his own people did not accept him. They had been taught a lie that flaws preexisted love and light. John wants his listeners to hear that what is born in the creative cipher of the divine is love. John wants the listener to hear what Richard Rohr would later articulate, that there is a part of you that is love itself, a divine mark, and that that is what we must fall into. It does not need to be placed in you. It is already there. John wants the reader, the listener of this gospel to know and to proclaim what Graham Cook would later articulate. John knows that our identity is key to our transformation. That indeed, you do not become a new person by changing your behaviors. You discover the person that you already are in Christ and you act accordingly. The character of Christ was the creative force for all creation. That means that all creation was born of and bears love and creativity and grace and hope. So the purpose of this life becomes different. It becomes the journey of rediscovering who we already are becomes not the journey of trying to deconstruct the brokenness within us, but to recognize the wholeness, to recognize the light in life that no darkness can extinguish. In that creative cipher comes the gospel truth that before all creation, Christ, God with us, existed. This week I was listening to some different poets. They were the anthem to the preparation of this morning's sermon and a couple of different musicians as well. One of my favorites is uh, Ben Rector. I don't know if y'all listen to Ben Rector. You should, I think. He has a song entitled More Like Love. One of the verses goes like this. I used to think that I needed all the answers. I used to need to know what was right. 
I used to be afraid of things that I couldn't cover up in black and white, but now I just want to look more like love. I just want to look more like love. This whole world is spinning crazy, and I can't quite keep up. So the, there's one thing around here that we don't have quite enough of, so I just want to look a little more like love. You don't have to create that within you, beloved. It was implanted before creation, endowed by the creator of all. Do you hear what John hears? Over the last four weeks, we've gotten to hear different unique voices. Mark told us that the story doesn't have to be as complicated as we want to make it sometimes, that before we are called anything else, we are named beloved by God. Luke told us that there is something uniquely divine within each of us that in this Advent season is simply waiting to be born. Matthew shared with us that sometimes God can birth love in the most unexpected places, even our most complicated family systems. And John tells us this morning that God has spoken a word of love and grace to the entire world. And his name is Jesus. Having heard the word of God proclaimed in the four distinct voices of the gospel writers, our calling in what remains of this Advent season is to wait, to wait with hope, to wait with trust, to wait with courage, to wait for the Christ who was before creation to be born again in our midst. Do you hear what the gospel writers hear? This Christ this love incarnate, this God with us, is being born. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother of us all. Amen.